With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, CC, I think this is probably um, your favorite time to do an episode because right after I've gotten a vocal massage. So, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You walked in with the lines on your face today, dog. No, was it good? It, it was good, man. It was good. It was prime time vocal massage, man. <laughs> like, if my vocal performance is not at peak for this episode, something's wrong. Like, <laughs> so I'm going back and getting my money back. That No, I know. It was like... No, I I feel about my vocal massages the way you feel about your like pedicures and manicures mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Like that's part of your like what? No, that's part of my routine. routine. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Do you have to do it like a certain day before you pitch? What? Like a manicure? Do you nah, have to? Nah, it's, I can go anytime. Really? I just can't go the day that I pitch. But okay. Like, um, yeah, it, it's anytime. Do you feel if you haven't gotten one that week, does it mess you up? Oh yeah, <laughs> like I know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can, you can feel it, man. It's, it's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been on the mound and been like, "Damn, I should have got my manicure this nah, week"? Nah, because my nails, like, uh, they never get long. You know what I'm saying? Like I keep my, because I, I bit my nails for shit, thirty years of my life. Really? Thirty-two years? Yeah. And then I got this real bad nail infection on these two nails right here. And, and it, like, I mean, I wouldn't wish that shit on my worst enemy. Like, it was the fucking worst Ooh. on these two fingers. Your, t- your right hand. On my right. If I would have had it on my uh, left hand, I wouldn't have been able to pitch for a month. Wow. And it was during the season. Like, Stevie was sticking broomsticks down my glove, and Gino was doing all kind of shit. My, my, I mean, both my fingers, it was bad. Um, and I stopped. So I keep my nails really short so I won't cut them. I mean, so I won't bite them. Wow. So uh, so they never get that long where it affects me on the mound or nothing. That, but, yeah, if I would have had that nail infection, it, I think I had it in 2012. 2012, if I would have had that on my left hand, I would have been out two months, bro. Wow. It was fucking awful. You just got it from biting your nails? Yeah, I was biting my nails and, like, maybe being around the hot tank and all that shit. You know, oh, being in the training room in and there, it just yeah. got infected both fingers, man. Uh, Did you take, like, antibiotics for Yeah, it was too? bad. I had to go. Dr. Ma was, you know, shooting shit in there. It was wow. it was crazy, that, man. Th- that's nuts, Like, I had man. to just go just to see if I could play catch. Like, I couldn't even close my glove for, like, four days. Holy cow. Yeah, it was, it was that, crazy. Dude, I, this so is, that's how I stopped biting my nails. I, I, which is, I, I would still be biting my nails right now if I never had that. It was sometimes crazy. Sometimes it takes something like man, that to quit fuck, the habit, I, I wouldn't man. want that again, though. That was horrible. <laughs> I couldn't sleep or nothing, man. You know what's funny? So, like... I'll do uh, the. Have I, if I told you before, I mostly eat keto, like the keto diet, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I'll take my blood just to see how many ketones I have in it. But it becomes like addictive for me because I like want to see, like, oh, can I get this number? Can I get this number? <laughs> and I'm like, then I'm looking at the tips of my fingers, and it's like I got all these little marks from pricking myself so many <laughs> times. I'm giving myself finger pricks so many times during the day, and I'm like. Now I'm like, shoot, I might end up that, like getting that, that infected at some point, man. I gotta like, I gotta slow you better down. Better watch out, yeah, bro. I gotta slow down a little bit. Hey, it was fun. Well, by the way, um, welcome to a, another episode of R2C2. Yeah, yeah, we are. Here's R2C2. Yeah, we, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like that. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, listen, all those things. It was fun, man. Getting to uh, watch you Friday night as a fan, like you know, when you, I, I mean, you go to a lot of games in other sports as a fan. I don't know if you. Like, enjoy it even more now that you're in it. 
Like, but sometimes I enjoy it even more being in it when I get to spend a, a just a going day. into a game or yeah, something. Yeah, just going to a game as oh, a fan. Oh yeah, like as a fan, I, I'm as a but. It depends. Like, as a basketball fan, I love going as a basketball fan. I'll go to watch anybody, you know, literally anybody, high school, college, whatever. Um, but football, man, like, if it's the Raiders, like, it's, I mean, I'm so invested in that shit. It's crazy. Like, I, like I'm really, that shit really fucks with me. <laughs> so, like, it really affects me. So, I have to, like, if they lose, man, it fucks me up. Like, for reals. Like, you will be mad. If Pissed. Yeah. You, I- Pissed. Like, yeah, it's like I don't answer my phone and nothing. Like, and my mom calls me every time the Raiders lose within five minutes of the game ending. She'll call me. Is she a big Raider fan? too? No, she fucking hates the Raiders. <laughs> she do it just so, to mess with yeah, you. Yeah, and it pisses me off. So I won't even. I can't even talk to my mom on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So last episode we learned Marge is the person who will text you like, "Yo, why'd you throw that pitch?" Yeah. And now she we also know she she loves to mess Bro, with you, man. Bro, five minutes after the Raiders <laughs> lose, they, she won't even call me when they win. Only when they lose. <laughs> really? Only when they lose, man. That is terrific, man. That did you have fun Friday night? Like pitching in that atmosphere at the stadium against the yeah, Red Sox? I did, I did. Yeah. It, it was a uh, you know, for me, man, every, you know, like it's another game. Everybody, you know, you want to, you know, you want to make it a big game, and all, you know, I mean, you know, we've been playing good, but it's a lot of left, you know, baseball left. You know, the teams probably won't even look like this, you know, by the time we play the next time. You know, yeah. the trade deadline's coming and all this shit. So, like, you know, I, I mean, I went into the game just, you know, you know, it's, it being another game, and then everybody was like, "Oh, it's a big game, it's a big game." No, I mean. You know, we got another game tomorrow and another game tomorrow, the next day and the next day and the next day. But, you know, it, it's fun when, you know, the rivalry just makes it intense. So, yeah, I mean, I did enjoy it. I just I just didn't, you know, make it a, a bigger deal as everybody else did, I guess. Does it, Do you get any more satisfaction, though, like when you beat the Red Sox and you pitch well against the Red Sox? Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, after the game, do you feel a little bit more, like, do you get a performance high after a game like that? Against anybody though, it could you be do. fucking a little league team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like I just want to win. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it. So I mean, it's, it don't. It's, it's not different for me in a way that it's just because it's the Red Sox. I mean, yeah. I mean, you get excited because the fan base gets excited, so yeah. I get excited for them. Yeah. You know, but I want to kick everybody ass. Right. So like, no matter what, like, cause like if I have a great broadcast, right? I get done. I'm like, I, I feel like, oh yeah, I want to go like get a nice meal or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get that like kind of. It reminds me honestly of like acting in a play. As oh a kid, yeah, like, nah. Right after the right after the game, I, I think I just went right to bed. Yeah. You, oh you, well, no. Well, that, no, that night my boy, my boy was in my yeah. boys were in town, yeah. so we went to dinner. Yeah. But normally I just went right to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's like, it. Okay, so it's my, not like it's not any more of like a a, a like. A performance high, like after a win against the Red Sox versus anybody else for you. Nah, it's all the yeah. same. But my cousin was in town. Shout out to D. It was his birthday, so uh, we went out to dinner and stuff and, and hung out. You know, it's funny. I'm, I was sitting in the same, like in the family section, yeah. right? So I'm sitting near near D and Amber and, and your family and that. And like as D was walking by, I like I, I think we had met once or twice. But like we, he's walking down the stairs, and we both look at each other, like, and give like a half head nod, like I think we know each other. Like, <laughs> and then I'm realizing, well, if nothing else, like just from Instagram, from Instagram, yeah, yeah, exactly, and like, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah, exactly. That's man. a weird thing, right? Yeah. I never, I never meet people that, like, I, I guess I don't follow a lot of people that I don't know. Yeah. So like, what is that like? Yeah, wh- right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, no. do you do that? Like, does that happen? Just like that, that interaction uh, uh, right there. That, like that interaction happens all, all the, time. the time, right? Like, like uh, where was it? You know? Oh. No, no joke. <laughs> this happened in the Hamptons a couple weeks ago. <laughs> with uh, I, I passed this this girl. Nothing scandalous here, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I passed this girl who me and my friend had had met her and her friends like 
two years before in, in the Hamptons, like all just like hung out one night. And I'm like, I, I followed her that night on Instagram, I guess, and she followed me. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen her in two years. And like, I didn't talk to her that much that like she was talking to one of my friends. And I'm like, I pass her in this like this restaurant bar type deal. And I'm like, I reckon and she's like, hey, like, and she like, she, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, <laughs> and then, and then, she, so I'm talking, I'm like, oh, you hung out with my, my boy, whatever. And she's like, yeah, like, and, and she goes to pull out like Instagram to follow me. She's been following me. Like, she, <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, I've been following you. Like, so like, okay, that, yeah, like that's how that, we recognize yeah, each other. That's like, crazy. It, it does. Social that's media, a trip, right? It is, man. Yeah. Social media changes it like yeah, that, Yeah, because man. you can... Yeah, you can know every you can know everything about everybody. You, you know what I mean? I like know, it's literally man. like you know it's crazy. If you if if you had all your family in one place, anywhere in the world, I wouldn't be on Instagram. I think no. the same way. Like no. right? If you if you could be off of social media entirely, would you? Yeah, if I could. If I, but it keeps it keeps me in touch because I you know obviously you, I mean we've told stories. I'm horrible with my phone. Like yeah. I won't fucking answer. I won't text. Whatever. I mean, it just is what it is. So, like, Instagram, like, is is another way for, like, people to get a hold of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I pulled that move before. See, didn't answer the text. I'm going to try the DM. So, it's just, like, an extra way. Like, it's and it's easier, like, sometimes. So, nah, I mean, I feel like I need it. You know, I never had Facebook or anything like that. But I feel like I need Instagram to, 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 to be able to to be around my family more, you know? I, right. Like, it's a way to connect. I do feel like if I had all my family in one place, I would, like... And I like every like I didn't have anything going on in my career because for my career I need it right. I would not have it. I might mm -hmm. even not have a cell phone. I would just be in Italy somewhere right. like, on the water, <laughs> and I would go like I would I would catch my fish that I eat that day, like and make homemade pesto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that would be right, exactly, and just hang out, man. So what <clears throat> the the um. What do we call your little high step move at the end of the seventh inning, man? That man. was a, that I, that got that people all fired up. You man. know what's crazy too is, is like I didn't even know I was doing it until Birdie looked at me. Birdie looked at me like, "What the fuck are you doing right now?" <laughs> like I don't know. It's just I just that was I mean one me like getting to that ball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like that deserved a high step just in itself. Because <laughs> like I mean I was falling off. No way I'm getting to that ball. And Didi ain't making that play. I was fucking scrambling <laughs> out to get that ball. I didn't want to face Benintendi with two runners on. Yeah. Um. It was just all of that. It was me, you know, hitting Jackie Bradley. I was pissed off about that. Um, you know, having a lefty up there with two outs, and I got to face the best hitter in the league now, you know, um, just trying to lock this thing down. So, nah, it was uh, it was just all of that, like, the, just that release, you know. It was just, just, just something that happened natural. Do you know, like... People get fired up when you get fired up like that, man. Like I see it. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know that, but that's all they ever show on the board to me. Like right? they don't even show me throwing pitches no more. <laughs> they show me screaming and shit. I'm like, damn, I did pitch here. You know what I'm saying? Like the last ten years, I haven't just been screaming and shit. But uh, but it's 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 like I mean, it gets me hype. We're friends, obviously. Like I'd feel like yeah, whatever. But I see it just from my. Just from my friends who are Yankee fans, and they're like, "Yo, I love when C gets pumped up, man. I love it. I love like I." You Judge can see it and Hicksy love it. They go crazy, man. Because even like I ran into the dugout, I wasn't done. Like I, I went downstairs and was just like going crazy, and oh, yeah, it great. was it was fun. So if the camera followed you in there, you were screaming. I was hype. I was still hype. Oh, it's yeah. great, man. So like, I guess you do that any game. But I, it felt like there was a little more juice because it's like you completing seven innings against the Red Sox, like best offense. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the first, you know, first place team. It could have been yeah. Toronto, you yeah, know, it right, could have been right. okay. whoever's in first place. You know what I'm saying? If that was Houston, it probably would have been the same kind of reaction. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Um, obviously, at that point in the game in the seventh inning, I probably would have done it against anybody. It was just one of those things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just just a combination of all of that shit. That's why they made the bobblehead with you screaming. Too, <laughs> <laughs> this bobblehead I knew nothing about until really? I was in the outfield about a week ago playing catch. Really? Do you have any of them yet? No. See, I have one. How the fuck you got one? Uh, I, I already have one. How? I, I, like, I, where, where are they? So, <laughs> I don't know where they're keeping them, but I have one now on my... So I got... They gave me um, the the Judge one with the Jedi uh, thing. Which is dope. Dope. I like S- that one. S- super dope. And then they gave me the one of you, so it's on my... Uh, it's on my little like trophy case in my apartment. And when they now. do Star Wars next year, like they should let me. I need to be. Yeah. I need to do Yoda. A hundred. Like let me be the Yoda. Like you as Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Yes, Fuck exactly. yeah. That's perfect. I, you should campaign for it. That's now, what I'm saying. Man. They got the stupid ass one of me screaming. It's like <laughs> let me do what I want to do. Let's. I, I don't. It, it's like I love that you're screaming. I think it's cool. But like the rest of it. It's not exactly a CC replica. Yeah, but they it, never are, though. Yeah, like, I know, you know I what I'm saying? Like, I, know, fuck. I, know. I did. I, I think I've seen it. They didn't even have like the gap in my teeth or nothing. Like, that's not authentic. Well, is that good, though? Would you rather it not have the gap? Like, no, it's my, it's, like I have the gap. What are you talking yeah, about? I guess so. Like, it, yeah, that's it, just it, like, okay, so when I first got card? here, yeah. yeah. No, it's just me. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Like, when I first got here, I went to the dentist, me and Amber, we, you know, find a new dentist or whatever, and we're in there getting a consultant and all that shit. And the guy goes, oh, I could fix your smile for you. And I looked at Amber, I was like, what the fuck's wrong with my smile? And she was like, oh, he's just talking about your gap. I was like, I'm rocking this. Like, what did you, like, what? Ain't nothing wrong with my teeth. Like, I don't even, like, what? What are you talking about? I got pissed. Like, I was offended. I was like, fuck you. I, like, my smile was just fine, guys. Like, what are you t- <laughs> I had no idea how to gap with my teeth, guys. <laughs> you didn't know till that day. Till that day. Yeah, that, I had amazing. no idea. Like, that, that is fantastic. Nah, I never saw it. So, did, you, did you stay with that dentist? Did you go find a new dentist? No, nah, no, nah, he's still my dentist. <laughs> That's great. He survived that comment. That's tremendous. That shit offended me, though, man. Oh, I, I didn't even gosh. know I had a gap in my teeth. Yo, that's even funny. Like, when you think about coming to a new team, like, you got to find dentist, doctor. Like, yeah, man, and that's doctor, what I'm telling you about. Doctor, like, like uh, I mean, it's hard to adjust anywhere, but here, even more so, you know? So that's why, like, figuring out a place to live, all that type of shit. If you got kids, you need a pediatrician. You need, you know, all of that plays into, like, being comfortable playing in any city. And, you know, coming to New York City is even harder. Do you, would you ask, do, when you come to a new team, did you like ask like Derek or someone like, hey man, what? Derek doctor? don't have no kids. Yeah, that's a good point. So, well, now ask Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy knew this is the pediatrician Ex- you should exactly. go to. This yeah. is, I got you. I got you. Um, I also like how you were talking about uh, you know Star Wars uh, bobblehead next year. So um, you know. Th- that would mean you'd be pitching next year. You know, you just you don't have to pay to have a bobblehead. What are you talking about? Okay, so you would have that bobblehead. Yeah, it's true. Gidry just got a bobblehead. Yeah. Right? All right. So okay, whether you're playing next year or not, I want you would the like Yoda. to be the Yoda bobblehead. Yes, it's officially out there. You who, know who, who's who's in charge of that? Like at the Yankees, who do we need to talk know. to? Like I mean, to get this campaign going. That's a good. We should like come up with a hashtag or something. What would be the CC Yoda? Yeah, uh, or, or, or like we need a we need a we clever need a good, hashtag. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. We should though. We but we need to. Who, can, who, who is well, in charge of that? Do you know Craig Cartmel yeah. at the Yankees? Yeah, Craig is the one who gave me the bobblehead of you. Okay, All right, so Craig, Craig at least. So we, we know need to start with him. We start with Craig. All we right. start with Craig. Craig Maybe it goes up to you, like dog. Debbie Timon. It's probably Debbie. Debbie controls a lot of stuff. She's a powerful and awesome woman. Yeah, I could. It's it, but a lot of people in the Yankees offices they listen so i think they're going to hear this and be like all right we got to get on this but, <laughs> but we'll start with craig all right. we'll, we'll start with craig by the way it it killed me to miss the softball game man oh man uh, it was it, so much fun man it, it looked it looked incredible 
was, it was uh it was better than than I could have expected, man. It was just the turnout, the energy, like just the energy. Like when we have we did the basketball game, it was fun. Like it, you know, you could tell people were having a good time, but just like being in Yankee Stadium, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that that was the draw. And I knew if we can get the stadium, I knew people would want to come and like just have a blast and like you know, Jesus and Merrill, like they from the Bronx, like playing in the stadium, like Action Bronson, like he's a huge Yankee fan. Like people were just excited to get on the field, and I think it made the event that much better. Yeah, man, I could tell there. Even our guests were about to have Peter Rosenberg, who's going to join us in this episode of R2C2, who played and also MC mm-hmm. for you. He was telling me like he had a moment where he was like on the field at, and be like, "Yo, I'm on like this is Yankee Stadium." It's the field, but, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and and that's why like I was you know you know. You know, thank you to the Yankees and, you know, Jenny Steinberg and everybody who, you know, contributed to help, you know, with Amber. I mean, Amber worked her, her ass off. But I know the Yankees, you know, did a lot, too, and, and uh, you know, helping us and obviously, you know, letting us do the field. But, um, you know, I'm just thankful that they that they were able to let us do that because um, it's just like it's a bucket list thing for people. Yeah. And people can't – you can't get on the field. Right, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember even last year – us trying to go out there with Fat Joe. Yeah, after, yeah we almost got killed. Like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, you can't get on the field. Yeah. So for us to have a softball game, you know, the night before we were about to play the Red Sox is, was a big deal. And, and to have that turnout and we had the uh, moment of silence for Junior and, and – uh, it was a good night. It was fun, man. We had a good time. That's awesome, man. I, I, I the pictures look at me. At one point on my Instagram feed, like everybody's story was like something from the softball game. Yeah, Willie like, Cologne ran over Nick at the oh second base, gosh, dog. It was hilarious. And our boys, um, I don't think any of them got a hit, did they? No, the hell, Seagull- and Nimer didn't even get to play because he was working so hard, man. He, I mean, he worked his ass off. But uh, Siegel, I don't even know what Siegel did. Siegel grounded out the third. And, yeah, he grounded out the third. And what did Axelrod? I, did, I can't remember. He pop out. I can't remember. I, I. I will now. Do you think you'll do it again next year? I hope if they, so. If the if, if the Yankees are yeah, cool, if everything are, works out, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that that would be great. Now next year, I, I'm gonna. I promise, no matter what, I'm gonna look at my my WNBA schedule ahead of time and be like, hey. I cannot work this day. <laughs> like, no matter what. No vacations to Italy during this time. No WNBA games. No nothing. Yeah. I need to be there for that. No, nah, I, th- I think more people are going to want to play next year. I think it's yeah. going to be uh, – I think it'll just get bigger and bigger because because of the venue. Yeah, right. You're playing on the field this same. Yeah. Well, and, and I was even seeing, like, you had a lot of fans there, man. It was in a the, lot. Yeah, it was bottom, a good turnout. In the bottom row there, I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like – and and I know you guys raised uh, near a million dollars from it. Like that's awesome. Man. It, it was man. Everything about it. Like I said, it was just uh, one of the best. It was probably the best event that we've ever done. Yeah, you didn't sure. hit though, did you? No. You like you guys weren't. You couldn't play if you were or, or, like right. If you're like uh, if you're. I mean, we could. We probably could have. Yeah. But nah, nobody did. But what I thought was cool too, and this is a testament to you as a teammate. So many of your teammates who weren't even playing or weren't in uniform, weren't on the field, came and sat in the stands and watched. Yeah, guys showed up. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. Must it was made fun. you feel good. Yeah, man. it did, and and everybody was excited. You know, they all had a blast. Like when you have charity events, one, I mean, you know, you begging guys to come. It's an off day and all that stuff, and you just feel bad because you know like, what you could be doing with your time. And then, but for it to be something where they're having fun, they're enjoying it. Like we had the bowling last year. You know, we did the basketball. Uh, two years ago, and and uh, you know, for them to come out and be able to enjoy a right. night off, you know, it makes me, you know, it, it's fun too. Because right. you want to, like, you don't want them sitting in a banquet or, or at a, yeah. you know, at a, you know, that's a good point. Do something you know, where they're enjoying yeah, themselves. Yeah, trying. Because you get those off days are precious. Yes, and if you got to get in a suit and on a hot uh, day and go sit in the hall somewhere, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, shit is not fun. No, it's not, man. So, by the way, speaking of clothes, I I like white on you, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. like, I remember I love that Let's white hoodie you wore. Yeah. 
And now the white, that oh, white yeah. hoodie with the Gatorade thing or whatever was it maybe? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, like and Mike. The white yeah. T-shirt. I oh, think thanks, this bro. is like, I think this is your color, man. Appreciate it, though. That or the the emerald green that you wore at the uh, uh, baseball awards dinner. Oh with yeah, the tux. See, that that suede jacket. I can't yeah. wear that no more probably now because everybody's like all over it. That is one of the. You know what I'm gonna do though? I think I'm gonna get some shorts. Everybody's like doing the shorts. Oh, fucking the short suit, suit thing. Yeah, Are you gonna why do not? that? Fuck it, why not? Ooh, With a nice little bow tie. Nice. When when's the next occasion you have to uh, wear something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Hopefully not soon. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. He's <laughs> like, he's like, I don't want to be wearing. Hopefully not like soon, that, man. man. Oh, seriously. Uh, we got to obviously get into the the LeBron uh, Lakers um, uh, stuff, and I want to have some fun with that with Peter. Um, but I'm just wondering because you guys just came off this series, does how intense right now, or how fun, or how into Yank this division race do you feel at this point? Like, does it feel like? This is going to be like some long, intense. Oh no, I don't race. think anybody's worried about it right now. Not yet. Um, no, nah, not yet. I mean, like I said, we don't even know what the team's going to look like by the end of the month. Yeah, you're right. Both teams, you yeah. know. So it's, it's crazy. It's already July. Yeah, trade deadline's coming. Yeah. All right, so you're waiting to see like what things could happen. Or yeah, I never look else. at the standings till end of August. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's when you start watching scoreboard watching yeah. and stuff like that. So we had some people uh, uh, tweet questions yesterday at us, and one of them. Was it's kind of along the lines of what you're saying, so I figured I would just bring it up to you. Uh, Edward Hubbard, he said, after your game one start against Boston, CC was asked if the start felt any more intense than a normal start in June due to the rivalry and standings. He said he wishes he could say it did, but honestly feels like any other start. Please elaborate why. You kind of answered that, but I just wanted to. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not different. Like I don't I can't I don't if it's you know if you guys say it's a big game in June we playing against Boston like I can't. Not have it be, uh, you know, the same, you know, when I'm pitching on Wednesday against the Braves. Like, I need to bring that same intensity. So, I, this every single game is could be Game 7 of the World Series for me, and I'm exactly the same. That's a good way to so it's, just make know, sure you stay locked in. Yeah, so I don't, I don't change in that fact. Like, I don't, you know, they're all big games, mm-hmm. every single one of them. I got you. That's, you know, Bob Feller taught me that. He, you know, like I said, he said, uh, somebody asked him one day, you know, uh, how many games, well, what's your goal? How many games you want to win? He said like 20 or something like that. He was like, well, how many times do you start? He was like 35. So you want to lose 15 fucking games? No. I want to win 35 games. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I want to win them all. Right. And I'm going to bring that intensity to all of them. That's the way to play it, man. How about, dude, I'm watching Loisaga. He's got some nasty stuff, huh? It's man? not even his stuff, man. He's so mature. Yeah. He's such a good kid and he's so humble. That dude's going to be good, man. He... he you know, I was just talking to Larry about him a little bit, and Larry was saying to me, like, I really like him. He gets it. And you know if Larry says that. Like, yeah, you know, he gets he, it, man. He, he does, yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh, yeah, if Larry stamps you, you shit. Because you know he's not just giving out those compliments. No. <laughs> he's not. Nah, he not. Larry's not just giving out compliments. So for him to be like, hey, I really like this guy, I'm yeah. like, whoa, okay. Nah, yeah. I mean, I think everybody everybody loves him, man. He, yeah. he's, a, he's a great kid. Like I said, he asks questions. He's uh I mean, he's he's attentive, like he's everything. Like he's just locked in. He's a perfect what you what you would want from a pitching prospect. He's perfect. You be giving him some advice already and stuff like that. I mean, it's not even advice. He just comes and talks to me about games and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he came and sat sat down and talked about fastball command the other day. You know what I mean? Like wow, what 23 year old want to sit down and talk about fastball command? You, you know what I'm saying? Basically, like, would never hear that. Never. So I mean, just from that fact, like he's impressive. That's exciting for Yankee fans. Yeah. And what's exciting for all R2C2 listeners is. 
our guest Peter Rosenberg. Did you just throw on a Brazil jacket because they won? Well, it, no, I, I was wearing it all day, but it was so hot. My walk here, I took it off, and now it's back on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting, you know, sitting with a champion. You wanna, you wanna dress like a champion. <laughs> and by the way, when I was 23 years old, I spent all my time talking about fastball command. <laughs> it was weird because I only sat the bench in high school, but I still, I never pitched, but still. <laughs> so for uh, for for those of you uh, familiar with Peter, which is going to be most of you, you are you're going to be. Um, you know, you're already aware of what we're about to say, but Peter, in addition to being friends with CC and me, is an afternoon drive host on ESPN Radio in New York, is a morning drive host on Hot 97, is now involved with the WWE hosting, yeah. and uh, has a variety of podcasts, all of which are outstanding and successful, including one with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah which, I, is, which is an interesting experience, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. I, it sort of seems to be on hiatus, but yes, that exists. <laughs> it's still out there, yes. Is it just when he wants to do it? Yeah, to a certain degree. And now we decided we just sort of wanted to recalibrate and decide where we're going with it and, and kind of organize it better. But for the most part, Yes, it's when Mike feels like doing it, and I, I get myself in line. When he's I'm sure he's great, though, like, with stories and shit. Like, Oh, I mean, my main thing with Mike is is that he was, I was obsessed with him as a child and then became, like, re-obsessed with him in my early 20s, like, when I sort of had more of a socio-political, racial, American appreciation of him as a character in America. Mm -hmm. So like, I loved him as a kid when I didn't understand anything except he knocked everybody out. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as I got older and came into my own identity, I appreciated him as this American figure who represented all these things. And I became really obsessed with him. And in fact, really wanted to do a documentary on him. I bought a little cheap camera. I, I, I met him. I like hustled my ass off trying to make it happen. Of course it didn't happen. I wasn't prepared for it. And then, so when I stumbled into this podcast, it was like, oh, I sort of am getting to do the documentary. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just get to interview him over and over again. The hard part about Mike is he doesn't like to be interviewed about his own life every day. Mm-hmm. He wants us to talk to other people, even though all those people really just want to hear him, yeah, talk. him talk about yeah, Right, exactly. Because <laughs> he's maybe the most, you know, as Tony Kornheiser put it, when I was trying to make my documentary, I'd bother everybody. And I, I, I'm from D.C., so I bother Tony Kornheiser. And I, I, I don't know Kornheiser. This is all I know of him pretty much, except for taking him to a table once when I was a host at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Kornheiser called me back and said, Mike Tyson is the single most fascinating athlete I have ever covered. Mm. And no, I will not do your documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but just so like the, I mean, I don't know, like some of the, I, I sent we, that we, clip yeah, to the yeah, group chat the yeah, other day, like yeah. some of the clips of him, like, I mean, it was crazy. The man. things he fun. says, like if you, you see, you could YouTube him, either his knockouts or just his like his commentary or yeah. like his his you know interviews or whatever, and they're equally entertaining. He he's he's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. he's an American. In some ways, he's like an American treasure at this point. I mean, I'm sure other people have different views of him. He's got an incredible his story. It's you know they kept talking about that movie was going to happen mm-hmm. and Jamie yeah. Foxx was going to play. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It almost seems like he's a character that's so big. It's like if you do that movie, you it's better, better do it right. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we all watched it play out. We right. lived through it. Like all of us. And Ryan, how old are you again? I'm 31. So you may be at the bottom of it, but yeah. for Cece and I, we were right in the middle of it. It right. was. Well, you guys are like the same age, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're 38. I'll be 38 this, yeah. this month. You're about to turn 38. Days, yeah. I'm about to turn 39. I'm exactly a year older than you. Okay, yeah. So. For us, in high school, like right now, 
I watch fights, but the average high school kid's not watching fights. In our day, every Tyson fight you was had a to party. Watch it. Right. Yeah. Every, it was even on. like from a kid. Like and I remember being pissed off, but like I remember it would it would be fun on Saturday nights. Like we would have these big pay per view parties, everybody barbecue and shit. But it'd be over so quick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fifty five like, seconds. Like we go we uh, go upstairs playing and all that shit, waiting yeah. for the fight, and we come downstairs like sitting on the floor watching the fight. It's fucking over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's true. A lot of little kids were, and and I remember you know, it's so old school. I, I love this. My memory. Of Tyson losing to Buster Douglas. I was just about once. to say, I cried, man. But I only saw my. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. 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 You see, so a lot of people like were just weeping. I was like confused by it, but my brother at that time was more obsessed with Tyson than I was. And I remember me and my parents. My parents went to dinner at a, a friend's house, and I went with them because I'm like, it was eight, it was ninety. I was eleven, so I went with my parents. My brother, who at the time is fifteen, mm -hmm. stayed home. Watched the fight through the squiggly lines. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he was allowed to order it. I think he sat there watching. Oh my God. He was just pushing the button to watch the mirror. <laughs> the mirror. And then we came home and he was just sitting there like, and I mean, listen, as far as, it's it's one of those moments, it changed, Tyson losing to Douglas changed everything. And mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's a narrative now that you hear constantly in sports. You know, like you, the reason you stick around and watch the Cavs Warriors Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. Right, right, yeah, exactly. It, it can know. happen. Right. Like, there was never really an upset like that, like, you know what I mean, until that happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people could, it's that and the 1980 U.S. hockey team. Those right. are the two yeah. things people talk the, about. The, the just shocking upset. I So, a couple years ago, my friends and I all gathered to watch uh, the uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight. And I like boxing. I've watched a lot of boxing over the years. So, that's not the only fight I'm going to be drawn into. But a lot for a lot of, like, for, like, my sister was there and, like, my cousin, like, they never would watch boxing, but they had heard so much about this fight. They're like, oh, we got to watch this fight, huh? Okay, cool. So it was a bigger group than just my normal who would watch a fight, right? right? And and they all watched it. They're like, yo, this is it? Really? This is it? Like, my sister's like, how is that entertaining? So what we did, we spent the next hour and a half afterwards watching Tyson knockouts on YouTube. <laughs> and they were like, yo, this is so much better than the fight. Like, this was like... Well, now you can watch them all in a row. Yeah. yeah so you can, can just... And, and, and even if you just go on YouTube and you watch, like, the full fight, like, from the introduction to the end, so it's like a 10-minute process. It's, yeah, but yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah. Like, and know, he would come out with the, he, I mean, yeah, he would oh, just, he yeah, just he'd come out no, no, uh, no shirt on most yeah, of the time. Yeah, like, towel, just head through a black towel, yeah. that's it, white and, towel, yeah. And, and you just have like this, like, I love how you got the, just this like soft, floppy, like middle-aged, like chemistry teacher in the ring on the other side, you know what I mean? Like, you just have these dudes like, the early you, days, right, yeah. you are not an athlete to be messing with this dude well, right there's now. This one, like, if you ever want to entertain yourself, for all your listeners, there is a, if you look up Mike Tyson versus Donnie Long. In the long list of people, no pun intended, that he knocked out, Donnie Long had like this ridiculous early '80s afro, <laughs> and they and and when you watch it, they'll they'll be this part. It's always with it. They show the interview right before the fight, and he's like, you know. I'm as good, you know, if not better than, you know, Mike Tyson, you know, and then like, it's just fast forward two seconds and it's like the guy that is flying through the air. It's, it's hilarious. I'm pulling and it Mike up right now. All, I'll tell you the only thing about Mike. I was going to say, do he, he remember all of that? So these he does. Like a lot of stories, it's hard for him to remember, but if you go, what was Donnie Long like? He'll go, oh, you know, he... He was an uh, amateur. He was good as an amateur, but blah, blah, blah. He did this well. He did that well. Oh, that guy was a bum. That guy was actually pretty good. It's funny. He does not remember the every sort of celebrity story you want, though some of them he definitely has. 
But the remembering each tomato can fighter whose ass he whooped, he remembers all of them. But I guess that's just like me. Like, like I remember, like I can recall pitches and sequences and stuff like that. So if it's an opponent that you know, like you're fighting, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You remember like what he does well or what he didn't. You always, you'll always remember that. I guess. Like if you, like if, if we said like, oh, this start in Tampa two years ago. Like when you were facing whoever, like you, I can recall to... the sequence most of the time. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. That's or I can tell you how to pitch Manny Ramirez. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll never forget how to do that. Like right. David have, Eckstein or whoever. You have else. The same, if you would, you have the same pattern repeatedly with certain players. If it certain works for you? certain guys, you can. Yeah. So if you're like, CC smiling like, but I can't tell you who. <laughs> but if certain no, guys, I mean, you're like, oh, I, every time I go fastball slide. You can pitch the exact same way, and and I'm standing out there like, you know what the fuck I'm about to throw you right now. And they still just swing at it. By the way, Seve's slider last night was just Seve's everything, he man. Was, oh. He was working. That, that, last he night. throws his changeup to both sides of the plate. That changeup through the JD Martinez uh, uh, inside with a uh, way to a righty. I mean, most people can't do that. He, he's special. he's in, he's ridiculous, he, man. Hey, let's let's get back to this LeBron <laughs> thing for a second because I need to know. Are you buying the Lakers jersey? Are you back on the Lakers train now, man? I got the jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you found it. Hell yeah, I found it. Yeah. He, so, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. I, I get it. It's classic. I'm no, no. But, on it, man. So on the group it's chat. It's not classic yet. It will no. be, though. Or it could be trash. <laughs> it could we be don't trash. know. <laughs> let's be honest. The Jordan Wizards but jersey trash. But let's be honest, though, guys. This is LeBron. It ain't going to be trash. No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know, that that's like people keep talking about like, who's going to go join him there and that. And I'm like, yo, it's not a one year thing, though. Like, yeah. he, he could but get people there. Next year, the year after. Nah, 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 nah. This, this is a two-year thing. You think two? Yeah, I mean, he can't he can't play eighty-two games for the next four years. But if he wants to make it till his son gets to the league, he's not going to be able to play. 80, he got to be able to play it at the level he played this year. No, Th- this, no, no these, I'm saying he's, he's got two more years of this when oh, he was oh, this oh, year, you're say, you're playing all the games. Yeah, scoring being thirty-five, best, yeah. being the best. And I, but I bet you he won't even play all the games this coming year or anything. I bet you he'll be a little bit more careful with the maintenance. If they don't, if they don't look like they're gonna somehow be really good yeah it would almost be silly for him to play 82 again yeah i still think Kawhi's coming you this do. year, you think he's going to come this gonna year? Happen. I think I it's think hard it's... for them to pull off cap wise now, though. I'm not sure. I was no, 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 it, but but not for Kawhi, right? Because Kawhi's a trade. No, Kawhi's, Kawhi's a, trade. a trade, but still fitting the money, right? Because they have to unload they contracts. Have to make it that and there was like the yeah. Luau Ding. They still have that contract, right? Uh, did they get rid of the Ding? No, they still got it for one more year. I think. Yeah, but so, but but my thing is this: like, okay, even if you don't get him this year. You can get him next year. Yeah, but you know, we thought like, Paul George was going this year too. It's true, and so you maybe Kawhi I mean? gets traded to Boston or and Philly loves and loves it. it and stays. And, and but, that's which one is of the well, I mean, I, hey. I, I want to talk about that more yeah. than I want to talk about LeBron going to the Lakers. Paul George staying. Yeah, was For that what? confuse you? Yeah, it, I, know I mean, that, no, no offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but yeah. Well, you know, we saw how that shit played out. Like that, that wasn't. They lost in the first round. I think he, he must have had the most unbelievable experience in Oklahoma City to want to come back. Like, yeah, that. I mean, it's a good fan base. The fans are, you know, I'm sure they they're awesome. But like, oh, they're gonna be thrilled too. He's gonna get treated like God there. Man. But well, the other thing is, he also always has cover, right? Like, I don't know if that matters to him, but he's never gonna get blamed ultimately for this. He wouldn't have got blamed in, in L.A. either. Yeah, with, with LeBron. Well, I don't know because usually LeBron's teammates get blamed, not LeBron. Hmm, you know, that's like, true. I mean, I feel like. For anyone who fails with Russ, Russ gets blamed. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, nah. Like, Oladipo got he got killed. Yeah, did he? And Oladipo is a good player. Bro. Oladipo flourished like without Russ. He's a Russ. great player, uh, man. But I agree. I was confused by that with Paul George, just because, like, it's one thing if you're like, oh, I think we have a great chance to win a title, so I'll deal with not maybe loving living in Oklahoma City, but. I don't know that you have a uh, any chance a, to win a title. No chance with to that. win there. Yeah, but how could you? There's no. There's 
unless they were able to pull off some crazy maneuver, how could you be in the ballgame? I think they're looking at it like this. When Robertson was healthy earlier in the year, they actually played better against Golden State than anybody was. They True. did. Yeah. And they so did. But Golden State won the was first not two. interested, though. And, and that's the, the thing. Year, like, you know what I mean? If you like, get a focused, engaged Golden State, do you have any Nobody's beating. Beat if you get a focused, engaged Golden State, nobody can beat them right now. For the next two years, no, nobody. No, I don't no. give a fuck who it is. It's they had happening. one moment. They had the one moment when you thought they could lose was Game One in the finals, and yeah. um, and then that fell apart. And you and and that uh, was a game I expected them to lose. To be honest with really? you, really, just I thought just because LeBron having you know them going going into Game Seven, it's hard to like switch from team to team. Like they had just you know they've been playing James Harden and Chris Paul this whole time, and then you get the best player in the league. Like he's I knew he was gonna go off that game. Totally different style. Yeah, it's just a different scheme. And yeah. you have to get used to your you know, the switches and all that type of shit. It's different. That was my least favorite LeBron moment though. I, I will that was the 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 time between regulation and overtime when he really checked out. Yeah. And I know yeah, there, but, I know but, there's reasoning for it. I'm not man. saying there's not, but I'll tell you this. If your son was the best player on his team and that same thing happened, th- and by that I mean this is sports 101, don't give up on your teammate, bro. You can't. Not now. Have the talk when the game's over. But yeah. it, it hurt my feelings to see him just sitting there and only person clapping is Kyle Korver. Yo, <laughs> like you, you, I, but I, like he's literally playing by his fucking self. But when you say that. He's scored 51 no, points. No, listen, and I've heard the- many people have said that. But let's be objective. When you say that, what is that? I think he was just, what you mean? But he playing by himself? What you just said is an excuse. People don't want to say it. It's an nah, excuse. Nah. It's an excuse it's to an excuse pout. For when he, he pouted. He, he pouted for sure. But, like, I think he pouted more like, I feel like he almost wanted to cry. Like, oh, yeah. fuck. He hit the wall. What do I need to do? It was like, almost like he just, that was it. Like, but yeah, he didn't have he any sh- more. That was it. He checked but out. He but, didn't have any more. He but, checked out. But my, but I, I, I have to say, I agree with Peter, that was disappointing to me because you still had overtime. You know no. what I mean? It was like, zero, zero. Five minutes. Over. The yeah. game, the, he, was, he wasn't winning that game but, in overtime. He had won the game. But you know what? This he, is the thing. This My, my problem yeah. was he passed the ball to George Hill with five seconds left but, to go. Should have took that shot, see? by the way, anyway. but And remember, and if they do score, there's three seconds left and it's Golden State. They still might have come down and scored. They still might have. They still might have. I didn't have a problem with the in-between what he did. I felt like he should have let the motherfuckers know. Like I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't mad at that. But he can't break his hand. You can't break it. You can't. You can't go in and. Well, and how about this? Easy. You can't and then come out and say you can't do that. Now tell me this. You can't do Why? that. Why? Someone as great as LeBron, maybe the greatest of all time. How did he think? And did no one tell him not to come, come out, with, out that cast with the cast on? on? That was terrible. You didn't terrible. have it on the whole series. That was terrible. You can't come out with the cast on. It was you, like a heel wrestler all, would do that. Like, oh, your, I've hurt my arm. What are you doing? You can't break your hand. You can't you can't break your hand. You can't you can't have that rant. It's over now. That's when I that's what pissed me off more than he was in it when he was on the bench. Yep. So I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like it's all fresh. That's a good point. Did we have timeouts? Fuck we had timeouts, call a timeout. Like somebody help me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You think that was just After like a pure game, emotional right. That was pure emotion. Yeah. After the game, when it's over, you just lost some in five minute overtime and all that, you can't come in and then still be pouting. Mm-hmm. That's when as a parent like I'm, I'm calling my oh. son out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I know. I, I, in the heat of the game, that's fine. But after going don't you to the make club, an excuse? Then, then you make your teammates look bad. And, and here's that's the, when your teammates are like, "Fuck, man! Like, I can't, like I can't play with this." You know what I'm saying? Hard, like, here's the hard part. I think for people to accept, but I really think this sums it up. I'm curious if you guys agree. Here's the bottom line: LeBron James is a much better human being than Michael Jordan. 
but Michael Jordan would never make that excuse. Never. He would kill someone first. He killed him dead. He yeah. dragged him out and say, I killed someone last night. I can't play. I'm arrest arrest me for murder. <laughs> he would do anything necessary. That moral difference. LeBron has a line that makes him more human. And you see those flaws come out in situations like that. Michael would never do that. But to me, I'll take the trade-off. Mm -hmm. Because to me, LeBron's more of a hero. He is a real-life hero. He has flaws. He's fallible. But he is a great human being. He cares about things. He talks about issues. He means a lot more than the game. But when it comes to those moments, there's a reason Michael's 6 for 6. Yes. Do you know what? Yes. I I've always felt like he... Even with all LeBron's greatness, right? You see those. The, you you do. You see the humanity in him all the time. He's not just a cyborg. He's not, which serves him in the vast majority of his life. And in those circumstances, probably hurts him a little bit. Yep. Because because he, he wants to. He wants those feelings from you of like, of a little pity for him and mm -hmm. that. He he's seeking that a little bit. And and you can look at it and say, well. Why you're LeBron James, but it's it is it's part of what makes him. I think a, a little more the same way a little bit too. Yeah. What do you mean the human side? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, just just the yeah the human side and, and like hearing the noise. I think KD hears a lot of he, it. Oh yeah. Well, we know that more more than like any other athlete that I've seen. Yeah. He but he you know? really got into like he didn't start that way. I feel like no. I think it's just been lately. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it started in OKC though. Yeah. Right. When he, that newspaper headline. He started yeah. getting into yeah. it in OKC. Yeah, he but did. he he and he's another one's a good dude. Like yeah. KD's a really good dude. And I'll tell you what. He's the most likable player on Golden State, in my opinion. I, know, yeah. I love Steph, man. How do you not like Steph? I, I love Steph. I, I know you love Steph. You know Steph. I, I, yes. No. If, if you, I, I find Steph, at this point, so obnoxious. He's insufferable to me. How? He thinks he's so cute. I, no one, <laughs> no grown man thinks they're as cute as Steph Curry does. When he stood there, at, when he stood there at the, at the end of the half in game one and he just like stared at the camera like, he thinks he's but so he is cute. so cute. Yo, I get it. Dude. And by the way, in real life, I'm sure he's a doll. He's Yo, a great guy. But KD just doesn't talk. I, he love, just that. I love that dude, uh, Steph, man. He he turned himself into what he is. Oh, yeah. He could always shoot, but he I mean, nobody he's ever incredible. thought that he was going to be this. He worked his ass One off of to be One of the best finishers in the league in man, the paint. Yeah, I, I, I love that dude, oh, no, no. Man. He, by the way, he's iconic, yeah. and I don't know how long his run will last. Like right. we, we may look back and see it was just like a five or six year window yeah. in which he was incredible, because I think he's starting to break down a little bit, but he is special. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that is aside That's from ridiculous. it. He is he's special. Ridiculous. Yes. Yes. And I think it's hard, for, it's, I think it's hard to hate the Lakers. I mean, the Warriors, it's hard to hate them. They drafted those players, man. Oh, no, no. I just you find know them, what I'm saying? They're just so good. You know, they like, are so good. If you're not rooting it, for them, and like, I, I'm a Celtics fan, I desperately wanted that matchup. I wanted a, I wanted fresh blood. Nah, you weren't ready for that yet. Now you no. get, to get Kyrie, Kyrie, get Hayward back, yeah, and now next, have that matchup. Year, you weren't ready for it last now year, though. Listen, they would have lost, but I wanted them to get experience of one more final. Mm. And I just wanted, you know what I thought? The NBA, what, what do we get? A trash series. Ultimately, it was a trash series. Yeah. I figured this way. Even if the Celtics had lost. It would have been a different team. It would have been, been Boston. It yeah. would have been Golden State, the Celtics, which could be the next rivalry for the next three years. It could have been part one of a new chapter. Instead, we got the, the finale, you know, but, some but finality I, to the other chapter. And, and I think game seven was good for, like, like to, the Celtics. They played in the game seven and, and you know, against LeBron in, in the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals. I think it's kind of all the same. Yeah, like the game seven is not any more intense than any game in the finals, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no. So I agree. that experience for Jason Tatum, oh, no, Jalen Brown, a lot. right? Like they get the, the Rozier. I mean, I think they'll be fine. I, I think that. I mean, 
being being able to add Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, they're gonna be good this year. Do you find? I'm sorry to ask. I gotta ask a question here, dude. Yeah, this is a open forum conversation. I get so annoyed. And Ryan, it's perfect to ask both of you guys. Okay, you're a baseball broadcaster. You're a baseball player. I have a lot of things I could say about last night's broadcast, but I love my job, and I will say it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I have found that in the last couple of years. There have been some nerdy nuances added to the baseball conversation that to me are almost unbearable. Like launch angle and all that type of shit? Launch angle drives me ins- Launch angle is actually a little better than exit velocity. See, <laughs> exit velocity bothers you. It, Yo, it, it, it bothers you. You know what's crazy is that th- those two things are huge, though. Yeah. Like, in, in they have exit what? velocity on top of the, on the scoreboard now. I mean, it's just something like, to do, a, I guess, right? But well, so Like, he, either he hit it hard or he didn't hit it that know, hard. Like, you know what's crazy? That, like, after a certain exit velocity, no matter the result, it, it goes for a positive as a hitter. So, like, for me, you get the ball hard as you want. If you, if you hit it right to the third, I don't give a fuck. And if it goes like, out slow you. or if it goes out fast, yeah, I guess one makes you look worse than the other. But, but it's all bad. Yeah, but but if, if somebody hits a ball, like, I, well, I'm going to just throw it out there, 110 miles an hour, over 110 miles an hour, no matter the result, that's a that's a positive. That's how the team looks at it. See, so weird. it's but, crazy, right? I grew I up and that wasn't a thing. It just but, wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing, but, but I'll tell you where I like it. When I first started hearing exit velocity and launch angle, and – Launch angle, I still don't think we've done a good enough job in media of explaining of it. Explaining. Of explaining yes, it. I don't it think makes sense, but yeah. it just don't. It, you, yeah. Right, like you, you need like if you say, oh, it was a twenty-eight degree launch angle, or it was a six degree. Like I don't think people have context for like what an average home run is, or what's a crazy launch angle. That we need to do a better job of. But and that's how I used to feel about exit velocity because there's be like, oh, the exit velocity is like one hundred six. I'd be like, okay, is that like really hard? Is that kind of hard? Now I think we've done a better job of establishing like what is a crazy exit velocity and what is well yeah the line's like, like one fifteen well, right if well, it's, it, isn't one fifteen insane well, and one fifteen's insane one fifteen's insane it's, but we got four guys on our team that can hit a ball one twenty yes you know what I'm Stan saying John Carlo last night was one hundred twenty miles an hour yeah and then he hit a ball off off uh, off sale one twenty one the night before yeah it's just funny here's the thing that's funny to me about it. Baseball was already nerdy enough. Like, yeah. there were already so many stats. Yeah. And they keep adding more. But and I feel I'm like, like that's the way that they get people, like, you know, they did a whole thing on the board yesterday where they, the stat cast, and, you know, Sevy threw this 95 miles an hour, he hit it off the bat this, and Hicksie threw it in at this rate. Like, that's, I guess that's how they, they're trying to get fans. Yeah. Well, one to thing, get... Ryan, I want you to promise me this. Okay. Alexa made a promise to me this weekend. Alexa is Peter's wife, who yes. is a host on MLB Network. Yeah, she does quick pitch, the rundown, all kinds of the chat, all kinds of stuff. She will never say the term punchy. What's the punchy? Oh, strikeouts? No. Yes. That no. is it. Yeah, you got 12 yeah. punchies. That's oh, a thing. Do you use yeah. that? Uh, oh, you do. I mean, I, yeah. Are you a punchy guy? I don't think I use it, but I. But On I, TV, but, they're starting, though. But oh, I know 12 a lot punchies. Of guys use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of guys use it. Punchies. We have yeah, K's. Yeah. We have strikeouts. Yeah. Like, we have enough. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. You know what? Like, it, I, I do love baseball, like, vernacular because I, that was the sport I played always. I still play softball. You know, like, that's in my blood. I, I I've never used punchies and I won't, but I do sometimes find myself like in the booth wanting to just say something like, "Yo, he fucking pissed on that ball." Like you know, like <laughs> like, like sometimes you just want you just want the way to players say that. talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I could never be in the booth. <laughs> you will say it the way players I will say, say that. Right? I mean, I'm sure I will say that. Yeah, but it would be like supremely entertaining. No, like when HBO acquires. Like broadcast right then, then, then you're Vice. good. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Vice ain't got shit on there right now. They I'm just say, they may hire you right now. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, they just lost our guys, Jesus and Merrill. They're mm-hmm. gone. Hey, and I should also say, as I was doing your, you know, 
all the jobs you have, which I, I don't know how you're a functioning human being, but you somehow keep your head with all of this. You also have a brand new show on Complex. Yes. That's a, that's a nightly I just finished talk my show. first season um, of a weekly talk show called Open Late. Our season finale is up right now uh, with Chance the Rapper. I did it in Chicago a couple weeks ago. Nice. That has been a grind and an interesting experience of you know doing sort of a TV show for an internet company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is going to happen more and more. Which I was about yeah. to say, which is like, the that's where it's at now. Yeah, so yeah. you have like a couple of linear TV people working there. Um, who, who have done this before, and then you have many people who are like learning for the first time. There are kids who have are working at Complex, so it's like, hey, we're doing this like a TV show now. Mm. This isn't the same as just putting on two cameras. We're doing a sh- this is a, sh- a TV show. Yeah. So that's presented. It's been v- it's been challenging and uh, and fun, and uh, I'm very proud of how it looks. I'll, I'll say we're, this right now: the Chance episode. You watch that, you will say you will hit me and be like, yo, I've never. Watched a music interview show that looks like this. Oh, cool! The, the chance say, interview looks like a documentary. It is looks it incredible. all music uh, in it or is it sports too? No, so far, it's been almost entirely music based, and we we spent the year kind of trying to figure out what our lane was. And I, I have some limitations in terms of sports because of my deal with ESPN. Okay, so I can't really make it like a sports show. But you know, music's my bread and butter. And yeah. I, in fact, I think we made some mistakes during the year of doing stuff that was more about music gossip instead of. Like nerdy music talk, which yeah, is but it's hard to not be in music. Music gossip is like shit. That drives. That's the culture. I know. I mean, obviously, you know. Like, I it's, mean, you know, what I'm saying that's what's hard about music it. Music gossip is to fucking gossip, especially like, in hip hop. <laughs> hip hop. That's hip, what we want to know. Yeah, hip hop gossip has become the mainstream. You know, I mean, we always joke about on the show, like Michael K always brings up Meek Mill, sort of doing it tongue in cheek. Yeah. But he, he really knew what the story was because the story was that big. That's, yeah. And Michael K is a 58 year old broadcaster for the Yankees. But yeah. it is, that's. That's what rules mainstream culture now is hip hop gossip. So it you've is. transitioned nicely to us for uh, for some from music questions for sure. you, Peter. Because, like, all right, so let's start here. The Drake album that just came out yeah. is 25 tracks. Mm-hmm. All these other albums that have come out this summer, like all the Kanye produced or or his own album, were seven tracks. Mm-hmm. And, you know that was Daytona with Pusha T. That was the Cuddy. Daytona was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. That was I the like best that. One. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, and then uh, and or Tiana the, the Jay Beyonce album was only it's, nine songs. That's eleven right? or nine songs. Or nine, right? Yeah, something yeah. like nine, that. Nine. Yeah. Do you like? Do you have a preference? Do you think one's better than the other? Like the the twenty five tracks versus the sm- the short album. I my my sweet my sweet spot is like eleven or twelve. Something me, that you can ride to. Yeah, hour, like seven's 15, a little minutes. too short. Yeah, it's a little. I, I like the idea of it. It's probably the one creative part that I really liked about what Kanye did this summer because I I didn't like a lot of things, but I loved. The idea of trying, like, I'm just doing seven song albums. I thought it was another, it's one of those Kanye things that only Kanye could sort of come up with. But generally speaking, 25 is way too long for me. 17 is way too long for me. Like, tw- 11 to 13. Mm-hmm. To me, like, that's the sweet spot of an album. Even though there are classic albums I love that are 17 or 18, usually... I skipped three or four. So it was a 13 anyway. It's a 13 anyway. <laughs> In the case of Drake, what I did was, I haven't listened to this two yet. I've nah, only listened to this one. I cannot get to this two. The only song I listened to off this two was the song with Michael Jackson, only because I'm a huge Michael Jackson and fan. And you went I to go hear to, that. Me too. I had to hear that, so I listened to that first. Yeah. But like when I put the album on, I only get through the first 12. And I, I, I'll i tell you, you know, I, I see a lot of mixed opinions online. Disc one to me might be Drake's best album. He's fire on that. He's, I, I really I mean, think he went... 
I don't think he's getting the credit for it. I think people are ready to root against Drake. I think people are just, they've had enough of him. Whatever it is, they don't want to give credit. But that first disc, he covers a lot of ground. And he covers everything. He talks about everything. But he... He he's spitting on that thing. Yeah, on the he, first twelve. He, he, I always say this: like you could say what you want about Drake, he makes good music. Like he, he, I, I know I've had that same <laughs> argument a million times. He's, I've had my backs and my back and forth with him over the years of things I don't like and you know things like that. I'm a critical person. That's who I am. But ultimately, first of all, the he has the longest greatest hits in the history of hip hop, and it's not even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, <laughs> there's not even. I mean, I didn't realize that until I went to his concert with Future. He had that concert with Future, and I was like, God. It's for, and for, it's, he keeps adding to it. It's amazing. It's incredible. The, the, I mean, the amount of like when you go to his concert, it's incredible. I, I and I haven't been to a Drake show in a long time. And I'm gonna I'm go to the next one with Migos. That's just a great tour. Yeah, that's gonna be a but, good tour. And, and their their list of hits is adding up now too. But mm-hmm. Drake's is it's psychotic. I mean, Hove has Hove would probably be second. Hove or Kanye are second. But the, if they're around like the 25 to 30 hit mark. I made a little best of thing the other day that was over 40 with Drake. Wow. Drake might be near 45, 50 songs. Yeah. You want to share that with us on Apple Music? Saying, it's you on Spotify. Th- <laughs> Mine's on Spotify, but I'll gladly send it to you. You start thinking about Lord Knows and Stay Skin, like all those like features and shit. Like, man, uh, he got... And I was uh, deciding like which ones I wanted to leave off and which ones I didn't. Like, it's you know, it depends what you do. But like, I did successful up all night fancy light up miss me find your love take care headline started from the bottom hold on we're going home the language pound cake wu-tang forever energy 6 p.m in new york six god too good with rihanna free smoke passion fruit madiba rhythm which you don't may not know by name but you yeah. know when you hear it that's yeah. a good one yeah, fake yeah, love you, yeah, you god's plan look alive back to back blessings best i ever had trophies diplomatic immunity truffle butter they really are all hits no, zero to 100 Aston yeah. martin music uh, no lie with two chains. Who do you love with YG? Stay scheming with Rick Ross. Poetic justice with Kendrick. Dice pineapple. Moment for life. I'm on one for free. That's forty. For, but what about uh? That's not it. Hundred with game. The game. Nobody even oh, really yeah. played that track. That track was crazy He's, too. I left off a lot. I left off a lot. Take me now. Show me a good time. Over. Fireworks. Oh, it's, I mean, it's incredible. Because you know what's funny? I'm thinking as you're saying that. I'm like, because I love Drake. But I'm like, I don't know if I would know that many hit. As you're saying that. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Now. You what is what have your interactions been like with Drake throughout your career? Because you you have been really in the center of the hip hop scene for a long time now, and I've personally witnessed the credibility you have with artists, fans, everybody across this industry. It's amazing. I love it as a friend oh, getting nice. to see how much people appreciate and value your opinion on things. That's nice to hear so, um, so, because you certainly see a lot of like the opposite of it. And I'm I'm really working on my wife is really working me through like learning to ignore internet criticism because it's well, let's constant. Go, let's go here for a minute before we go yeah, to that's, 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 well, that's, that's where you get me right. Yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's the space I've been in the most these days is trying to learn how to like mentally just deal with hearing hateful shit all the time. That's, it, that's gotta be hard. It's in every medium I'm in. I, I realize I'm the bad guy in all three things I do. In hip hop, I'm seen as the bad guy because I'm incredibly outspoken. I'm... I'm a dude who just like I have certain artists that'll be like, nah, I didn't like that. Or I think this guy's great. Oh, why do you love Kendrick so much? Why do you why do you hate Drake so much? Why do you love Drake so much? What everything I do, oh, you should the Nicki Minaj people hated me for years. Yeah. There's never a space, you know, and, and then, you know, in America, the fact that I really believed for a time that my race was like not that relevant. And then as time goes on, you realize that for both weird reasons that people like you and dislike you 
of all races, it is relevant. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you realize there were white people who like you too much, and you're like, why do you like me so much? And then you re- then you find black people who don't like you, and you're like, but I just said the same thing Ebro said. And they'll call, yo, today we had a segment. I talked about how much I love the Drake album. Cast One jumped on. It was like, yeah, it's too long. I like it, but it's too long. Caller calls up 10 seconds. It never fails. Yo, Rosenberg, why are you hating on Drake, fam? <laughs> Yo, people hear the tone yes. of my voice yes. and yeah. make a decision. Yeah. And, and, and then on the K show, so move over to sports, I'm now a white guy who's very outspoken on race issues and I'm very progressive, right? And my showing, my leanings are very obvious. I, right. I am a, you know, on that show, I'm very often defending the black athlete who's under attack. Mm-hmm. So white racists hate me. <laughs> I am like a snowflake, you know, every bad word you could think of. So in the morning, I have black racists who hate me, and then in the afternoon, I have white racists who hate me, right? And then, but in the afternoon, in the afternoon, the black audience, generally speaking, loves me. Mm-hmm. Like they hear me as a voice that represents an opinion that previously they didn't hear on the show. Mm-hmm. So on issues that are like related to the anthem or something. Yeah, like a Kaepernick yeah. issue, right? Issues yeah. like that, they tend to be like, oh, Ro- I know Rosenberg's going to say the, the right the thing. The right thing, yeah. And then the second you say something that maybe isn't exactly what that audience wanted to hear, People hate you again. You but, know, but, is it, but is it is it is it easier to just say fuck it just because of the two extremes? Like these people are crazy. Like you know what I'm you saying? Have like to. you have. I mean, because you're cause right. That that is right? the answer. You know what I'm saying? Like because because it's just so much. Ex- like the two extremes. Like why? Bob? It makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? That's you can't even you can't even rationalize that. That's shit. That's the thing. You know what and, I mean? And, and I and I think you're 100 right. And that's where I'm trying to get to is just like embrace it. If there if there are people who hate me because. I have an opinion that I know I'm morally in the right space on. Uh, that won't affect me. I guess the problem is it hurts sometimes when you expect, I don't know, man. You just like, you feel like, like what I said, like, okay. So on, on, on a Tuesday, I'm on the K show and Kaepernick comes up and I'm doing my regular thing, you know, talking about like, no, you have to understand the issues behind police brutality. Let's start with the fact that America's based on slavery. Let's, I, I go in. Mm-hmm. I go in, and I have racists calling up who go, I want to talk to Rosenberg. And we all know when that happens mm-hmm. what they're going to say, right? And Kay and LaGreca, who, by the way, are in the exact same space as me on this issue, but they know that the audience sees me more as that person, mm-hmm. will take the call still because they're entertaining, right? <laughs> so from a radio standpoint, if Kay looks at the screen and it says like, hate Rosenberg, blah, blah, blah. I know sometimes we should take it because it's going to be good. Yeah. Instead of the next guy, I was like, let's talk about the la- launch angle from last night. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to take that call. So I take that call. I get yelled at, you know, Rosenberg, and it's from a white racist who's like, people like you, you just think, blah, blah, blah. And they, the undertones are like really racist and disgusting. But then the next morning, I'm on the air and I say... I don't know. X Ebro and I are talking about a a police brutality situation, and maybe both of us are like, "Well, I don't know about this one, guys. If you really look at the tape, the cop is in a pretty tough position." Mm-hmm. Here come the tweets. Yo, Rosenberg, 
your white ass doesn't understand. Right. You're yeah. just blah, blah, blah. You're like everyone else. And it's like, no, I'm yeah. just being objective just, as often as I can. And that Which speaks is, to what C is talking about, though. Like, if it's the extremes are from both sides, and you really can't rationalize it. So it's getting to that place of comfort of just being like, screw it. I don't care, you know? Yeah. Which is interesting to me because you seem so comfortable in your own skin. See, like, all, like, and I don't know if that was forever or no. like anything you did to get to that place. I like, went to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that something you dealt with though in rehab too? Though was like, dealing with like feelings of things. Like yeah, that? for sure. I mean, but but for me, like coming out of rehab, it was just like it was a whole new. I got a whole new like like I got a whole new life. Like every like it was just out. Like I didn't have a like this secret. Like I'm trying to hide drinking and all this shit. Like I could just be myself. Like I could be goofy if I wanted to be goofy. I can be you know. I mean, I could just. Do whatever I wanted to do. Like I just felt like like a like kind of like a rebirth after. Did, I, did you feel like you were like hiding that for yeah, years? Yeah, and, and it, would, it changed my personality. You know what I'm saying? Like because yeah. sometimes I didn't want to talk to people or you know do certain things. It just you know it, it wears on you. So yeah, like when I when I did that and I came out after those you know after that after that month in there, it was uh. I mean, I just came out. I was like, "Fuck it, here I am." I might go on a bender and go to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone comes out doing so well. <laughs> that, might, that might be what you need to get through, man. You know what, though? Like what you're talking about, this, it speaks to like my my biggest regret, or or not re- regret, maybe not be may not be the right word, but my biggest issue with media today, and I think C has heard me say this before, is like we lionize debate. Right. Like we that's what we value. We think it's the supreme entertainment. And as a result, we muffle true dialogue. And so we want an opinion from everybody else. And it becomes an ego contest. And it's about who's right, not what you learn, not how you listen. And the reality is you can only be an expert about but so many things. You can be an excellent debater. You can be a great talker. And so you'll know how to formulate an argument. If I go on first take, I guarantee you I'm not going to look foolish. But I also guarantee you there's probably only going to be one or two of those topics I talk about that I'm actually an expert at. But you won't know it because I know how to talk. And that's the reality of media today is we pick people who are great talkers. We put them in places and they know how to do it. And that's why I'll tell you, um, CC, that's why on the K show, my job, a lot of times people are like, oh, sometimes you disappear for a half hour on the show. I don't talk about things I don't know about. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend. Yes. So like, if you want to get into a conversation about a baseball game that I watched last night, well, I, I can. I, I already know what I have to say about the Yankees Red Sox series this weekend. It's like, oh, my, it's about basically, uh, no offense, how shitty the games were. Like, yeah. man, from an entertainment standpoint, what did we get this weekend? You know, I was very entertained last like, night. Yankees yeah. fans so, were very as, as like as an as an analyst, like what like what do you think what the outcome of that series was though? Of our series just this last weekend. For for you guys? Yeah. Well, I mean it's a it's a great result for the Yankees. You get two of three. At this point, every time you play them, you just need to grab a little bit every single time, right? Yeah. I don't expect you to sweep the socks every single time. If you can get two of three, obviously it's a big win. But from an entertainment standpoint, I, that's just my take because Michael and Don will get into the nitty gritty of every detail. I don't win there, mm-hmm. and so people are like, "Why aren't you talking?" I'm like, "You don't need to hear me say that." Michael's the f- voice of the Yankees. Yeah, he knows. Like this you shit. got yeah, it. He, yeah. He's that. Yeah. Save it for me, and I will talk about how me and Dave Rothenberg had a three point contest at Michael K's house yesterday. <laughs> that's right. That, I left before that. I oh, you missed that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But he's always talking shit about shooting. <laughs> yeah, like, man, this yo, guy, man. Come on, man. We, I, we, we're gonna have a Papa Shot tournament at some point at C's house. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking him down man I, Papa Shot's a different skill altogether I agree that's what I'm trying to tell him like, and I'm great at it that's really? what I'm doing I'm I will say I was out the, our, our buddy Matt Neimer who gets a lot of love on R2C2 the other day I was out with him because he's my neighbor uh, in the city 
and uh, and we were playing on uh, this is this bar. It's a total dive bar, but it has a papa shot in there. So I sent C a picture on a group chat, like, "Yo, we're practicing." You got papa shot at the house? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's lit. Yeah, see, right? <laughs> that that is awesome. I'm a papa okay. shot. Like that was my thing as a kid. We need to. We haven't even. We haven't gone into the big news of yesterday. LeBron to the Lakers. That's right. I, I mean, I do want to get back to what kind of guy Drake is, but let's go to LeBron. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go to LeBron for a minute. Uh, the because you're going to talk about that a ton on your show. Yes, today. and that, and that and I get excited for days like today because on NBA stuff, they will lean on me more. Uh, being that I'm more passionate about it than Don is. Although Don can still manage to talk a, a whole lot about things he's not necessarily that passionate about. But I will get a little bit more of an opportunity to, to, to stake my claim in an argument. Sounds like some festering tension there, doesn't it? <laughs> it, sounds, I, 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 it sounds like a Royal Rumble between uh, Rosenberg well, well, and I love, Well, you know, Don's an amazing talent. You've been yeah. on the show before. Yeah, exactly. Don's going to get his voice heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don's going to get his voice heard. This is what I always say. Like, I love, I love Don. Don and me get along great. We had... Three or four times where he was like legitimately pissed at me. Where oh, he was like, like flat out just mad. arguing about games and yeah, shit. Yeah, like just... or, or like me, like like maybe he thought I said something like snide or or whatever, and like he will like jump you. Well, like... and you have the same thing that I do, which is that Don's big on um, position. So like Don's been great and very accepting to me, and I consider him a real life friend. But on the show. If I overstep still, because I'm the new newish guy, if I overstep like, yeah, this topic's boring. If I make a decision like I don't like what we're doing, you will quickly get reminded of the role that you play. <laughs> but that's trickle down from K. Right. That's trickle down from it being the Michael K show. Oh, I can I can remember one day arguing with them about I def- they were going off on something about how it might have been like how Goodell should have been fired for something. And I was, ju- I was just like taking the point of, okay, and what does that accomplish? Will you hire someone else? I'm like, you guys just act like it's like that easy to replace someone. I don't forget like the overall issue, but just the fact that like they went on this long rant, and then I was like the the young dude in the third chair, willing to speak up, like shooting me looks like, who are you to do this? Like, right? <laughs> like, it, like it I've gotten better. Like, you know, as the years have gone on, obviously I get more respect. But like again, I lay out at the times yeah. when it doesn't suit me. Um, yeah. You got to know. I agree with you, Cece. It's true. Like. People just talk about everything, and uh, you know it's funny. In my role in particular, I'm on th- I'm on in three places in which the audience truly tells me nonstop, "I don't know what I'm talking about." Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I've been a hip hop expert my entire life. That's how I got on Hot 97. But then you get to a certain point in time. I've been there now for like 12 years, where you know I don't know about. I didn't know about Juice World until three week three weeks ago, and maybe there are people who've been into Juice World who you guys will. If you don't know about him yet, you will in the next few yeah, weeks. Yeah, I have no mm-hmm. idea. He's about to be like really be out of here. Okay, they've known about him for two years, and it's like at a certain point as a professional, you can only you you're you're limited in what your bandwidth can yeah, be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I had to listen like, to the Drake album. He's the biggest artist in the genre. Yeah. So this weekend. My priority was, and, and the little spare time I have is, listen to the Drake album. Have an educated opinion on that because he drives, the, he pushes the needle. Is there, like any other artist, like did you listen to Tian? Did you listen to all three of those Kanye produced albums? I listened to all of um, Push's album. Uh, I listened to Kanye's album. Really at the radio station, I didn't like go home and sit and listen to it. I listened to Kids See Ghost late, like... Two weeks ago, I finally got to Kid See Ghost. I listened to 
Nas I, all the way through one. Uh, I listened to Nas all the way through. I haven't listened to Kanye's yet. Yeah, I just haven't been in the mood to. It hasn't pushed me to do it. And then Tiana's, though, I really like what I've heard. I haven't sat with it. You know, like Ebro told me that the sequencing was terrible, and then we listened to the songs that were really dope, and then I heard she's going to put out another version of it, and I was like, I'm going to wait and listen to the version that she wants to be out there. Oh, yeah, because that, like that was like a version that, was, that wasn't supposed to be released, well, right? Well, she'd, oh. she'd been sitting on that album for a very long time. Yeah. And in, in fact, I think it's one of the real sleeper annoying things of the whole Kanye thing was that he tossed Tiana into this package. To make it like, oh, I'm doing three. Like, yeah. But she already, she'd been done. Yeah. And so like now she's putting out an eight-song album when really she had a full complete project that had been done. Oh, that's not that's not right. And Pusha's album got completely redone too. Yeah, he, had I think he wanted album. more than seven, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. he already did. Pusha had to go to his producers and be like, "Hey guys, so about those songs we did." Oh wow. He had another yeah. album. Yeah, well, yeah. I hope it comes out because his album was great. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, I, who wouldn't want more? All right. So, did you think Drake should have responded? At the time, I did, and then as time went on, I was like, "What's the win here?" Are you going to beat Pusha in this sense? Never. Right? Not in that one. That's not, this isn't the fight for you. But he had to say something, I thought. But, but he did what he ended up, we knew he would do. He did put out an album, and he and he hits you where he hits you with his spots. But like, if he put out another one, Pusha's just going to come back. So that's your yeah. lesson for your own situation, right? Instead of like responding to these people or letting it bother you, it's like, no, I'm just going to keep having a million jobs, and killing it. Where I hit you. And, 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 and that's it. <laughs> you know what? And by the way, I, I did, I just had that experience. I, I had a back and forth with someone. Their last word, they went really hard after me. I oh, this wasn't just a random fan. No, no, a random Joe. Call Bu- this was Joe Budden. Oh, really? Yeah, you we, we just had like it. a really. Uh, we had a, a bit of a blowout. Do you guys have? Don't you guys go back and forth though? We, we've yeah, and we've known each other for years. This one took a different tone. That I was. To make a long story short, he sort of um, put a highlight. Remember how I said there are things I say, and if it comes out the wrong way, it can look a certain. I said something that probably wasn't said the best of anything I've ever said, but it was more about the context in which I said it. Mm-hmm. But really, no one had heard it who would have mm-hmm. cared about it because it was on the K show. But Budden heard it because Budden's a listener to Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. And so he heard it, and it, he was in his feelings. He didn't like it. And instead of reaching out to me and being like, yo, I didn't like what you said, I'm going to air you out about it. Do you want to come on and talk about it? Do you? He just aired me out like a stranger. Like and it really aired me out, and my timeline blew up with his sycophant fans coming after me. So that a, a day later, I, when I'm in my feelings, I go on the radio and went after him. Then. Well, yeah, went. So hard. what is he? He's got, he got a podcast or yeah, a very popular podcast, and it comes on every day. No, yeah. once a week, oh, once okay. or twice a week. I don't know. I, I actually was I I helped him launch the podcast. My name is still on the logo of the podcast that he was crushing <laughs> me, on. and then so I went after him on our show. I went pretty hard. At the time, I thought it wasn't that hard. I went back and listened to it and was like, okay, I get why he's mad. I went pretty hard. (laughs) And then his response, he really doubled and tripled down, which let me know that like mine stung more than I may have realized. And so at that point, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I I admit it. You're not built for this? I'm not. That's not who I am. But that's good, man. I I know know it's not me. So once he went back that time, I was just like, you can either keep going or you can ignore it and move on and let let his fans stop. Right, they'll just they'll fade away. If you stop, they'll stop. If you stop, they'll fade. Two days, away. you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's most, at the most when it's a story. It's right, two, days. two three days they go at you. You'll see the occasional line, but it's like why bother? Like I just don't like the energy of it. But to your point about taking things out of context, 
is then people could take just the quote. Because even if you say, like, hey, honestly, like, I don't pay that much attention to this stuff, but this is how I feel. They could just take the but, and then it's like, oh, Cece feels this way. And they take it with total conviction. And what I always say, like, in regard to that stuff is if you talk extemporaneously for hours upon hours upon hours, you're going to say some things not exactly the way you would like to represent And th- that them. was ultimately how I felt. That's what upset me the most mm-hmm. is that I said one thing on the K show that he was so offended by. The next day I did two hours basically on, on Hot 97 about the same subject. I was very eloquent. I was very delicate. I was very nuanced. You took the second I found out, and I had like what I didn't even remember saying what he pointed out that I said, and it made me look so much different. And the fact of the matter is, there's inherently racial undertones to that. You knew that it would be easy to paint me a certain way based on the language that I used and the room that I was in. Mm. I understand why it connote it connoted a certain feeling. Mm-hmm. I do get that part. I'm self aware enough to understand that. But you know me. Yeah. And you could have heard me the next day speaking on it, and instead of reaching out to me, you put me in that spot where now I'm sitting there. Because I'm on the air eight hours a day. Right. I work for three big media companies, particularly two huge ones, and then Hot 97, which is not as big, but is certainly well-known. Yeah, I'm live on air speaking constantly. How well I've done avoiding those kinds of situations for how much I'm on the air. Yeah. To me, sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's been this long because <laughs> yeah, a lot of people waiting for you. Yeah. A lot of people waiting. And like, so like, bro, listen, I know you got a podcast. That audience who's listening to your podcast, they're all there for you. Yeah. They're all your people. I talk to people every day. Half of them hate me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just out That's here. That's why the radio is hard, man. And like every day you have to have, you got to speak on what's happening. I don't like, miss that, man. That, yeah, that that's daily, rough, man. I do not miss that. And I feel like it's hard for it not to be negative a lot. Yeah, because stories, yeah, of course it is. And by the way, I, I don't mean to be having a pity party. My jobs are great and I own the things that I no, said. No, no, you're mistakes giving insight into the psyche. But just a little it. bit of context yeah. into why there can be challenges. And sometimes, you know, I went back, I fought back and forth with people for like, four days and then someone sent me a tweet where they sort of explained how my my comment made them feel and they said it from the perspective of a fan who was like yo i really like you i still like you let me just explain how it may have been taken and i posted that whole thing on my instagram that's the way and i was like thank you very much i appreciate you pointing this out i get that Mm -hmm. i totally get that but what i'm not going to do is have someone who i know just try to expose me and make me all of a sudden turn me into some character in hip hop that I'm not. Mm-hmm. After 12, 12 years on air, where I've been on the right side, you look historically at the artists I've stood next to, the issues I've stood next to. I'm very proud of my track record yeah, over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. But now we live in an era that someone could get you on one thing. Oh, it's a gotcha. It's and a people, whole gotcha. people try to get you the fuck up out of there that minute. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back sometime. Yeah, I, got, yeah, yeah. I would, love to, I would we, love to come back. Yeah, yeah. By we, the way, I did notice, though, I feel like. This is a small studio. I feel like the day is taking its toll on me. No, <laughs> walk, oh, yeah, the walking, smell some, smell some Brazil, well, Mexico game, yeah. like sweat. I was in a crowded bar, windbreaker. It's like 100 degrees Yo, outside. I, I was, no lie, I was kind of sniffing myself earlier, too, man. Like, I'm like, I got, I, but I did. I, I, have I think it's me. My yeah, of course you do. Yeah, You're I Ryan Ruka. I, I got, oh, I got this, like, charcoal magnesium deodorant. It's oh, really? Fantastic. He's yeah. always <laughs> got some kind of bullshit, <laughs> man. Man is a clean gentleman. That's it. Peter, thank you for hanging out with us, man. Hey, dude, thanks for having me. Congrats on the podcast, guys. 
doing great. And Cece, you are uh, you're gonna be the reason. I mean, you're gonna be the jersey when my when my unborn children become Yankees fans. <laughs> They're wearing CC throwbacks I all day. Rocking the fifty-two, you got it. And everybody, remember: subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Cece, we're doing this every week, man. We're we keeping are. it going. We've been locked in. I, I, how, are, is it taking its toll on you yet? In no, season? I'm good. All I'm right, good. good. All right, so we'll keep it going then. Thanks a lot, Peter. Cheers, guys. Thanks. <laughs>